Morning, welcome to CityWell Online. You are in our lobby. This is the time we just hang out, we get some chats going, uh, and uh, just, uh, we can't be together in person during this time, but we are just hanging out. We love hearing from you. My name is DJ, founding pastor. It's my wife, Steph. Yeah, and we are so glad that you're here with us this morning. If it is your first time joining us, welcome. We're so glad you're here. And we want to know. So if you text the word new to 610-590-8550, that will shoot you a quick form to fill out that'll just let us know a little bit about you and will also enable us to send you a gift to say thanks. Um, so it's a really cool gift. We want to be able to send that to you to say thanks. So make sure you do that. If you've been here before, text the word here to that same phone number just to let us know. It's encouraging to know that you've come back, that you're still coming, that you know, you're around because we can't tell, you know. We, can we see who's on there? Yeah, if you're engaging in the chat and all that, yes, we, that we do see that and we love seeing that, but uh, texting here is also good for us. And if you have kids, we got stuff mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. So you can text Sunday to 610-590-8550 or go to citywell.church slash Sunday. And there you can find a service specifically for your kids, whether they're preschool or elementary age. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're also just getting started as, started as a church. We really haven't launched into our full potential yet. Or full. This was never, this an was, online yeah. service right. was never the goal. Right. So um, we are still looking for people to join our launch team. And we're going to be launching in person this fall. Location to be determined. But... Uh, we want you and we need you as um, individuals to help us get this church started. So if you're interested all in, you know, getting to know a little bit more about what we're doing, we have an opportunity we're going to talk a little bit more about in just a second for you to learn more about, um, about us. But if you've been with us for a couple weeks and you've heard about it, you're interested in joining the team, um, we'd love for you to be a part of that. So you can text the word team to that same phone number, 610-590-8550 and just text the word team. That'll let us know that you're interested and we can talk to you a little bit more about what that is because it's an exciting thing to be a part of Launch Team. You get to be in the foundations, the startings of all things, which is really cool. Oh yeah, starting from the ground up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we really want you to be able to be a part of that with us. So you're like, well, that sounds kind of good, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's why we're gonna start doing some interesting hangouts. So this is a time just relax, chill. We're going to, it's high energy, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll play some different goofy games. We'll have different prizes. We have activities specifically for kids. Mm -hmm. During any focus time, we'll share some vision. We will have people to watch your kids and they'll take them away so you can relax and focus without them. And all of that. May 8th is our next interest hangout. It's going to happen at 5 p.m. Hibernia Park. It'll be at Pavilion 1. We're calling it Pete's in the Park. We'll have lots of pizza there. And uh, just come out, hang out, hear vision, have fun, good night to get to know us, get to know the rest of the team and see whether or not this is something you're interested in getting involved in. Actually, uh, we're gonna ask some engagement questions next, but right now I'm curious, what topping pizza do you hope we have? I literally like, was thinking the same thing. Oh, I wanna know, <laughs> what topping pizza are you like, this topping has to, be there now if I have my choice there there's two I always go to and sausage and green peppers yeah, funny enough, yeah. mm. although I really like that one too I know I <laughs> and meat lovers those mm. are the two yeah. 
Yeah, although I enjoy a good white pizza. Mm. You know, there's some really good white pizzas out there. Some broccoli. I saw a recipe on TikTok about a good white pizza. But anyway, so today, today's national day is National Animal Crackers Day. So what? we were already kind of talking about this. Like what we were saying, like, okay, what do animal crackers look like to you now? You know, when we were kids, we always had those awesome, I mean, I know they're still around today, but little boxes with a little carnival cart, train cart thing with a little string and you would get it and you'd be so excited. Have like four animal crackers in it and we're like, and I remember them tasting like lemony. They had like a little lemon taste. I don't he does remember, not remember that. that, but I remember loving that. Yeah. And then getting the just giant tubs of animal crackers. Yeah, but they're not the same as the box ones. Oh no, the giant tub are terrible when you've had the little box ones. <laughs> oh yeah. I want a giant tub of the little box ones. That's I what I want. Those. But yeah, so what kind of animal crackers do you like best? Cause you know, there's chocolate ones, there's the, the box ones that are lemony tasting to me. There's the ones that come in the big jug or like the bags and stuff like that, that we see most often, I would say, or there's frosted animal crackers, but mm. there's, oh, there's another kind. crackers are good. They are, but there's another kind that I just remembered. And I don't know all the places you can get them, but I know my sister turned me on to these and they are like miniature animal crackers. Miniature They're a little tiny, crackers. like roll tiny, roll tiny. They're really good. You could eat like a fistful at a time. Recommended for small hands. Or maybe they're choking hazard. I'm saying small hands like kids. What in the world? Not like my hands are small and your hands are big. I don't even know where we just went. But anyway, what is your favorite type of animal cracker? joining us this morning at Citywell Church online. My name is Steph and this is DJ. And if you are new here this morning, just joining us for the very first time, let us know by texting the word new to 610-590-8550. That'll give you a little form to fill out so we can send you a gift to say thanks. Also, if you've been here before, text the word here to that same phone number so we can know that you are joining us once again, because it's an honor to have you here with us again. Yeah, and we are so thankful for the generous gifts that have been given so far in uh, the launch process for CityWell. And uh, we still have a long way to go as we raise funds to be able to buy the equipment and uh, set up awesome children's spaces and really market, which sounds weird to say for a church, but we wanna get Jesus to the community. And part of that is letting people know that we're here and available. All of that has expenses to it. And uh, so any time someone gives, it goes a, such a far way in moving us towards the vision of launching a life-giving church in this community. And we're so thankful for that. So if you've been tuning in for a while, I, I'd like to invite you to partner with us in this, to consider uh, investing in CityWell. And you say, well, I, I know the budget is big and I can only give a little bit. That, your little bit goes a far 
way. Every little bit helps and we are so grateful for everyone who has been investing in this launch process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you're interested in getting to know us a little better, getting to know our launch team, hearing more about what Citywell Church is all about and what we're um, looking to do this fall, we would love for you to join us at our interest hangout coming up on May 8th at 5 p.m. We are going to be having pizza in the park. So we're going to be meeting up at Hibernian Park, Pavilion 1, and we're going to have lots of pizza for you and your family so you don't have to cook that night. Super awesome. I love not cooking. That's like my favorite thing. And, <laughs> and it's the night before Mother's Day. Before so Mother's you don't Day. have that mess in your kitchen. Right. Yeah. Your family can clean your kitchen the night before and it will just be sparkling clean for you on Mother's Day morning when you wake up. So anyway, join us on May 8th. You can respond to the event on Facebook. It's there. Uh, you can find more information about it on our website as well, citywell.church. Um, so we'd love to see you there at that and just, you know, be able to have that time with us. It'd be yeah. great. And our vision is to launch a life-giving church in the Coatesville community. And the goal is to launch an in-person church. And last year, as we were looking at COVID restrictions and just everything involved in that, we were coming up towards the time we planned the launch and realized that it just wasn't, it wasn't practical. We weren't going to be able to launch with the excellence that we wanted. We weren't gonna be able to provide children a safe, clean, fun space. We weren't going to be able to be a high touch. And I don't mean like everybody gives you a hug, but just we're in community and we're close that we envision for this. So we said, okay, we're going to push back the launch the physical in-person launch uh, to September, 2021. And that was a hard decision. And one of the steps we took to try to get there was launching this live stream. And the goal was to continue to build the launch team and keep connecting uh, between the people who are on the team. And we've, we've enjoyed this season, but as we now really are getting ready to ramp back up at building the team and uh, moving into uh, getting ready to launch in person. We realized that if we push pause on the stream, it's gonna allow us to invest way more bandwidth into getting in person. And the goal has always been getting into person. So we said this was an experiment. It was a good experiment. We're so thankful we did it, but we're gonna push pause on it. Starting on May, May 2nd is our last live stream until we go physically in person and then we'll we'll offer it again and this was not an easy decision we know some of you are thinking like well i've been tuning in for a while and i'm i might get disconnected or i don't know what i'm gonna do next reach out to us we'd love to talk with you and the biggest thing is start praying like if you're not on the launch team already and you've been connecting with us online really really consider joining the launch team but uh during this next season the team is going to be doing more and having more opportunities to gather together as we prepare to launch in person. We want you to be able to be a part of that. If you say, I'm just not safe to gather, not comfortable, not ready to gather with people, what I can offer you is a reach out, we can talk, and we can offer you a bunch of other churches that are providing amazing content and online services. There are options. Uh, don't feel like we don't care about you, we do. This was not easy a decision to make but it's gonna allow us to really focus on the goal of launching this church so we can reach as many people as possible. Absolutely. 
So we're just gonna start uh, this morning, or not really start, we're, we're a little bit into this, yeah. but we're just gonna uh, move into our time of worship and um, our message this morning with prayer. So God, we just thank you um, so much for who you are. I thank you for the opportunity of being able to stream this service live, uh, or live stream the service, and also um, just the relationships that we've made through it so far. So God, as we transition into another um, season of CityWell, I just pray your blessing over it. We, we pray in faith for a location for our um, in-person services in September, God. And I just pray that you uh, bring more like-minded people who um, want to have a life-giving church um, in Coatesville to our launch team, Father. So if there's anybody watching right now that is even thinking about it, I pray that they come to the interest hangout. Um, they message us to, to talk with us more about it, God. Um, so we would just we just want to glorify you and what we're doing. But I pray as we go into this time of worship um, and hearing your word, God, that you just um, open our hearts to hear from you this morning. Um, your word is living and active, and it can um, change our hearts, and that's your desire for it. Um, so we just pray that that is um, done today. Yes, all in Jesus' name. Amen.
I'm so glad you're joining us today. We're in week three of a series we're calling God Never Said That. Today, in culture, people argue that there's this unpartable sin. It's to tell someone they're a sinner. So today, it's unacceptable to say that, even say, even say that someone sinned, which leads us to this cultural misbelief. And we're going to talk about it today. You'll hear it all the time. Maybe you've even said it yourself. It's the belief that it doesn't matter what you do as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. It doesn't matter what you do. It's not your business. It doesn't matter as long as the other person is not hurting anyone. Let me tell you, God never said that. Today, I want to dive into the, re this, into the reality of what Scripture has to say about our behavior. Now, this is a serious topic, and I want to reflect as we get into it about the time that Jesus lived. What was the biggest cultural value back then? To go back during the time of Jesus' life, what do you think the biggest cultural value was? It's totally up for debate, but I, 
I can't necessarily prove it, but I could make a strong argument that the biggest value during the time of Jesus was justice. The idea of an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, you do something wrong, you deserve the penalty. Now, if I asked you the same question about today, what is the biggest cultural value of today's world? You could make the sh a strong argument that the biggest cultural value right now is tolerance. And what's interesting, even the definition of tolerance has massively changed over the past decade or so. Tolerance used to mean that all people have equal value. In other words, we're going to value everyone the same. Today, though, tolerance has evolved to mean that all ideas and all behaviors even have equal value. Even the definition of tolerance has changed so much in our culture today that it is wrong and unacceptable to even say another behavior is wrong, to say another behavior is sinful. In fact, we've watered down, we've sanitized even the what otherwise would have been sinful terms in our society to make them more acceptable. Now, we, we need to recognize that sin is very real and has dramatic earthly con consequences and the potential for eternal consequences. Today, I want to talk about three cultural misbeliefs about sin and look what God really said. If you're a note taker and you want to take notes, here, here's the first note. You want to write this down. The first note, the common misconception today people believe is I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. You're not a bad person. All over the world, the world is not full of bad people. I mean, I'm not a bad person. I make some mistakes, but I'm not really a bad person, right? Well, 1 John 1.8 says, if we claim to be without sin, so in other words, if we say we're not a bad person, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now, if we compare ourselves to other people, we may be tempted to say we're not a bad person because we can always find people that are worse than us. I'm better than them, so I'm not a bad person. In other words, I'm not as bad as them, we, but we, we're comparing ourselves to the wrong thing. See, when we compare ourselves to a holy, perfect God, we are terrible, filthy sinners. And we're all bad people. There's this evangelist, his name is Ray Comfort, and he trains people to go out and have spiritual conversations and share Christ on the street. I want to ask you some questions that he asks people regularly. He'd walk up to a stranger and say, have you ever lied? Now, right now, actually, in the chat, put a raised hand emoji or something if you've ever told a lie. I'll give you a second. Go ahead. Put it in. If you're not commenting right now, somebody you know, if you know somebody's watching and they're not commenting right now, tag them and say you're a liar because uh, we all know you lied. All right. So, right, everyone should have raised hand emoji. We've all told a lie. How many of you have ever stolen something? How many of you ever looked lustfully at someone? All right, let's unpack this for a bit. If you told a lie, you are what? You're a liar. If you've stolen something, you're a what? You're a thief. If you've looked lustfully at someone, Jesus says that you actually committed adultery in your heart. So you are what? You're an adulterer. So you 
are a lying, thieving adulterer. Welcome to CityWell. We are so glad you joined us this morning. We are here to help you feel better about yourselves. Okay, so we get it. We're not good people. We are sinful at the core. Scripture teaches Romans 3.10, there is no one righteous, not even one. You are not. I am not. And as we launch to do, I don't ever want us to start putting anyone on a pedestal other than Jesus because there is no one righteous. So here's the second cultural misbelief about sin. This one is dangerous. We believe that all sin is the same. You hear this all the time. Many people probably believe this. Who are you to judge me? What I'm doing is no worse than what you're doing. All sin is the same. And God never said that. What we need to understand, and please hear me clearly, the Bible teaches that all sin is the same in that all sin ultimately leads to eternal death. All unforgiven sin, unforgiven sin, does lead to eternal death. It's the same in that. An unforgiven sin does lead to death, but Paul says, Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. So any type of sin, the little sins, the big sins, whatever type of sin, when it's unforgiven, it leads to death. Here's the good news. That's that God, through God, we have eternal life in Jesus Christ. But all unforgiven sin leads to death. So, but not all sin is the same. For example, I have youth pastor friends and pastor friends who commit gluttony all the time and they're still able to be pastors. But there was this guy I went to college with. He started working at a church as a youth pastor and the genius went out and smoked pot with some of the teenagers from his youth ministry. That guy can't be a pastor anymore. There's different consequences depending on the behaviors, right? We can all agree there's different consequences depending on behavior. There, there are also different consequences in heaven. How we live influences heaven. We have to recognize that God rewards certain behaviors in heaven. There's heavenly, eternal rewards for how we live on this earth. Then scripture also heavily implies that for some, how they live is going to influence their punishment in heaven. How they live, to some degree, will change what they experience in the afterlife. So let, let's look at a couple different examples of this. Luke, Luke 20, 47, it's Jesus talking. He's talking about the Pharisees. He says they devour widows' houses. In other words, they take advantage of the very people they're supposed to love and serve and care for. They devour the widows' houses, but then they go out and they pray these lengthy prayers. And God, he hates the hypocrisy. Scripture says that these men will be punished most severely. In other words, it implies there's a more severe punishment depending on the actions we do. Jesus said to Pontius Pilate, he says, therefore, the ones who handed you over to me are guilty of a greater sin. Implying there's lesser sins and greater sins. So when we look at the, even the category of sexual sin, Paul says, put it, put it off. He's in 1 Corinthians 6, 8, he says, run from sexual sin. Run from it. Why? Because no other sin affects our body as this one. 
There are different consequences for different types of sin, but this one affects our body. He says sexual immorality is a sin against our own body. And our body was purchased with the blood of Christ. So flee from that type of sin. All other sins, scripture teaches us to fight, to resist, but not sexual sin. Sexual sin, we're told to run from, to flee from, because it impacts us as a very deep, very personal, very significant level. It doesn't matter what you do as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. That, that God never said. How we live and what we do here on earth matters. It matters on earth and it matters in heaven. So misconception number one is I'm not a bad person. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. We, we're sinful in the sight of a holy God. Number two, all sin is the same. Actually, not all sin is the same. All unforgiven sin does separate us from God. But there are, there are earthly and spiritual consequences depending on the different sins. Number three, cultural lie number three is, I've already done it, so I might as well keep on doing it. Now, we could, we could create a whole long list of different times people say this, and it's hard to even know where to start. Young, young teenagers, maybe at, young adults would say, well, I'm not a virgin anymore. I've already done it, so why stop? Or, I've already done, done drugs before. I did it before. What's wrong with doing it again? I cheated before I didn't get caught. Why not do it again? I already looked at that on the internet. And I figured out how to erase my track. It was totally fine. Why not do it again? I've already done it once, so I might as well keep on doing it. Evidently, this was a problem a couple thousand years ago also. Because Paul wrote to the Romans about it. And he wrote that, that they had this pressing question about it. And he says, should we go on sinning so that grace may abound? That's what Paul says in Romans 6.1. In other words, God's going to forgive you anyway, so why not just keep on doing it? God's going to give us even more grace. Should we keep on sinning so that God's grace may abound? Of course not. He, Paul asks, how can you live in it? In other words, Jesus died for your sins. He came. Be, you came to him in faith. Our sin nature no longer has power over us. We now have power to be free from sin in Christ. How can we keep going back to what hurts the heart of God? How can we keep going back to what hurts so many people around us? How can we keep going back to the sin that's hurting us? So should we go on sinning so that God can give us more grace? So that God can keep on forgiving us? Of course not. You know better. God has something better for you. So since I've already done it, I might as well keep on doing it. No, no. Here's what's interesting to me. I hear sometimes people say, I just, I want to go deeper in my faith. I want to go deeper in my faith. And this is what we miss. Spiritual maturity is not about how much you know. It's about how much you obey. Spiritual maturity is not about how much knowledge you have. It's about having more fruit. Spiritual maturity isn't about learning more. It's not about the, knowing the original languages and studying deep theology. Spiritual maturity is letting the Holy Spirit take over and live through you. If you love Jesus, you will obey. Spiritual maturity is not just knowledge. It's being transformed by God's grace. So go deep, but let the fruit of the Spirit live in you. Let the Holy Spirit transform your life. 
Spiritual maturity is not just knowledge. It's more fruit. It's more fruit. The problem is most Christians in our culture today are educated beyond their level of obedience. Do you hear that? Maybe I should pause and let that sink in. Most Christians today in our culture are educated beyond their level of obedience. Most of us don't need to know more. We need to apply what we already know. We need to let God's truth that has shown us what we're supposed to do set us free from sin that continues to entangle us. The sin that continues to hold us back. We think, well, I've already done it before. I might as well keep on doing it. It's, it's tragic. But so many of us, so many people who claim to follow Christ, consistently walk back in to the same thing over and over again, justifying it, rationalizing it, saying it's not a big deal. And then getting upset with people. Why are you judging me? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. Of course not. Since we died to sin, how can we live it anymore? Now, the last thing I want to do is stand up here and act like I got it all together, though. If you're not aware of your sin, though, chances are it's a sign of spiritual immaturity. Because the closer you get to Jesus, the more he's going to reveal the sin in your own life. The more he reveals the sin and impurities in my life. The closer I get to him, the more I realize is wrong with me. I feel like I'm always in a stage of confessing sin. And it's, I don't do this because I think it's going to earn God's love for me. He, I know Jesus already loves me. I do it because I, want, I don't want to do anything that displeases him. I don't want to do anything that dishonors my wife. I don't want to do anything that hurts the name of Jesus. I don't want to do anything that leads people into doubt or leads people towards sin. So I continue to struggle, but guess what? God is more powerful. The closer you get to Jesus, the more his light is going to shine, and the more you recognize how much darkness there is in your life. And I, I'm not telling you this because I want you to feel guilty and horrible, and, but you need to recognize sin is progressive. Sin grows. Sin grows the best in the darkness. So when you keep quiet, that's when it's going to grow the most. When you confess, when you bring it to the light, that's when Jesus' light shines out and you find freedom. Sin is progressive. It'll take you further. Sin is going to take you further than you want to go, and it's going to cost you more than you want to pay. Some of you right now are going to say, well, it's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal. The moment you think, it's not a big deal. I'm telling you, it is. It's costing you right now. Here's what it's costing you. It's costing you your closeness with God. It costs you your intimacy with God. Because sin and a holy God, they don't stay together. You lose intimacy with God. See, the more we walk in sin, the less sensitive we are to the voice of God. The harder our heart starts to get. And this is when it really gets dangerous. See, when our heart starts getting hard, suddenly the distance between here and God and the distance between repenting of sin grows the more. The longer we're in sin, the e easier it is to not confess. The longer we're in sin, the more we step away from freedom that we received through Christ. The good news is Jesus is a friend of sinners. 
Jesus didn't come for the healthy. He came for the sick. And that's the best news ever. In fact, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, we, we looked at this verse just briefly last week. But this is what scripture says. It says that God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. When you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can endure it. Here's what I want you to understand. It doesn't matter what you're tempted in. It doesn't matter how long you've been there. It doesn't matter if you've never thought you could overcome it. God always gives you a way out. He always gives you a way out. There is a way out. Jesus is your way out. He is the truth and he is the light. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way out. He is the truth that sets you free. He is the life that endures forever. Jesus is the way. Some of you, you need to recognize you're trapped and step out of your sin and step into Jesus. Step into his grace. Step out of bondage. Step into his power. Step out of the stair. Step into his love, the power, the transforming goodness of Jesus. And when you do, you step out of the sin because Jesus is the way out. There is a way out. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. There is a way out through Jesus. The reality is sin costs us, but Jesus is bigger than sin. We looked at a verse earlier. It's, it's 1 John 1.8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. The very next verse says though, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and forgive us of our sin and purify us of all unrighteousness. This is how good Jesus is. He is the way out. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the way out of sin. He is the truth that sets you free. And he is the only one. He's the only kind of life that will satisfy, even when you're tempted. God is faithful. Our God's faithful. He's not going to let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. He's always going to give you a way out. So when culture says it doesn't matter so long as you aren't hurting anyone, recognize that that's a lie. It's a lie from the pits of hell. Sin is the greatest enemy of your intimacy with God and of Jesus, who is the best friend of sinners. That's why today we're here. Because we're all sinners and we all need Jesus' grace. So we run to Jesus, the friend of sinners, who can set captives free. Let's pray. Father, I come before you and we pray for the Holy Spirit to do a work this morning. I pray if there's anything, any bondage in us, and we all, we all have areas we still can grow. I pray right now you do a work in our hearts. You, I pray your light shines on areas. I pray the lies maybe we've been telling ourselves about what we believe, about our behavior, justifying it, rationalizing it. You continue to break it down and give us the step forward into your freedom. Pray right now if there's anybody who does not know you as their savior, but they're like, I, I, Jesus is sounding good to me. I pray right now your Holy Spirit draws them to you. Pray this in Jesus' name. to join us this morning. And this morning, we heard a lot about some things that could have come across, maybe even though they were explained well, um, as maybe like, you know, we have no hope or man, we really stink as people. You know, we, we heard that we are sinners, that we make mistakes, that, um, you know, we all have these faults and we all have this baggage that comes along with it. But 
um, DJ mentioned that Jesus was a friend to sinners. And maybe you're wondering, like, what does that even look like? What does it mean to be a friend of Jesus? What does it mean to have a relationship with him? Um, and I just would love for you to hear that um, God desires a relationship with you. He so longs to have that relationship with you. That is the whole reason why you were created. And even though we have all this sin, we've done all these things to mess up, even if they seem small, or even if they're super huge sins, it doesn't matter, even though different sins matter, all of them can be forgiven um, through Jesus. So our sins, they separate us from God, yes, but, um, and no matter how many good things we can do, those sins can't be uh, um, taken away or fixed or you know gotten rid of. We can't do anything on our own. But there is that big old but in the middle of that, and that is Jesus, but Jesus. Jesus came to earth, he lived a sin, sinless life, and he died and rose again, conquering sin and death, so that we could have a right relationship with God, so that we could be made new, so that we could get rid of all the baggage, so that we could get rid of um, all the shame that we are feeling. Uh, Jesus came to be a friend to you, who may be a sinner, but can be forgiven. Um, so I just encourage you today, if you want to have a relationship with Jesus, if you are feeling beaten down um, or ashamed of things that you've done, I encourage you just to reach out to us, text the word Jesus to 610-590-8550 so that we can just walk you through what the freedom in Christ can look like through just accepting him as your savior. So we desire that for you today. Um, we also encourage you, our pizza in the park is coming up. So if you want to get to know us better, if you want to get to hear a little bit more about City Wall Church, then come to Hibernian Park on, at five o'clock on May 8th and get to know us, get to eat some pizza. There's some activities for your kids. There's a playground there. All good things for families um, or people who don't have kids, that's fine too. So we would just love to see you there. You can find out more about it on Facebook or at citywell.church. So, um, we also would love for you to be a part of our team. So if you've, you've heard a little bit about us, you maybe have already been watching for a long time and you just haven't said that you've wanted to join the team yet, we'd love for you to just text the word team to that same phone number and just let us know for sure. I'm in, I am committed, I'm with you. And um, we would just love to, to have you as part of the team. So we look forward to seeing you again next week. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you again.